Welcome to the VIP Show Podcast. This is Jose Aristimuño, bringing you the biggest names in the game of business, entrepreneurship, and life to help you level up, get inspired, and become the most successful you. You already know the VIP Show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP Show. It's your host, Jose Aristimuño. On the line today, I got an entrepreneur, my friend, Connor Beaton, the CEO of Mentox. Connor, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much for having me, brother. Thank you, man. Connor, you uh, run a company, Mentalks. You have a, a very successful podcast. Uh, but here's the caveat. You don't really talk about what most podcasts, you know, business, entertainment. You talk about something important, man. You talk about men and how men in the world, males, can be better humans. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. I mean, the... The podcast, the business is really focused in on how do we lead ourselves better. So one of our core principles is developing a deeper sense of self-leadership and what actually goes into that. So, uh, you know, how a man leads himself is probably going to be how he leads his business. You know, it's how he's going to be leading his relationship. It's how he's going to be leading his finances and his family. So that's that's really the core of what we focus in on. I love it, man. So, so important. How do you get into this business? How do you get into, into this? Why? I mean, something had to inspire you to, to be in a very, such a specific niche. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the simplest way to put it was I was avoiding my problems for a very long time and, you know, avoiding my insecurities, my inferiorities, and those things ended up collapsing my life. So I hit, I hit a pretty gnarly rock bottom, lived out of the back of my car for a few weeks changed a career, you know, lost a, a relationship. And it got me very curious about how we as men operate in our lives. Because as I started to connect with other men that I was friends with, that I respected, and I started to talk about what had been going on behind the scenes, you know, infidelity, being out of integrity in my finances, you know, my career wasn't as going as well as I had told them it was going. Uh, and so I started to really come sort of clean and be honest and, and transparent about what was going on in my life. And when I did that, a lot of the men that I knew started to reflect back how they, you know, had been hiding stuff about their business, not being, not going so well, or their relationship, not being as, you know, squeaky clean as they had reported it to be in prior weeks and months. And so I started to really deepen the relationships that I had with the men in my life. And it opened up a lot of doors for us to not only have a different quality and caliber of relationship, but for us to actually hold one another accountable to the type of men, leaders, husbands, and fathers that we said we wanted to be, but felt we weren't actually being. So I started to see a lot of men who were struggling with imposter syndrome. You know, they had a certain amount of success in their life. They had a certain relationship, but they felt like a fraud in some way because they were hiding all this crap behind the scenes, just like I was. And so that put me on this path where I, you know, I studied with a mentor for a long time. Studied Jungian psychology, uh, studied cognitive behavioral therapy, positive psychology, all these different modalities of learning <clears throat> how we can optimize ourselves, how we can lead ourselves in a more effective and efficient manner. And that sort of, you know, uh, led me down this path. I went and worked for Apple for a few years. Was fortunate enough to be a, a, a market leader for them. And then I took some of the skills that I learned in business and some of the skills that I learned in psychology and started to work with, with men. And so that, that's really how it started. That's amazing, man. Uh, thank you for the, the detailed uh, explanation. And I think, yeah, I mean, I, I was curious to ask you that because I was sure that maybe you've been through some internal 
uh, issues that we all men uh, face. I think, you know, it's uh, as male, we have the, like, you know, we have this sort of fake sort of mass that sometimes society pressures us to be. Mm-hmm. Women have it tough, right? I mean, they got to go through birth and be mothers and all sort of things. And society, they got to dress a certain way. We see it a lot in, in politics, me coming from political uh, background, right? Like Hillary Clinton for the longest time. You can't wear this and you look too mm-hmm. manly and you can't scream because then you're a bitch. I mean, all this type of things. Um, but men face some some of the same problems, maybe in a different uh, capacity, right? Uh, very, very cool, man. So when did you, you know, tell me, you know, share with me, what are some of the, some of the problems that the mm-hmm. men, you, you, you talked a lot about, you know, some of them, right? Inf- infidelity, you know, porn addiction, all these things, right? What are some of the biggest problems that men are facing? And what do you think is the solution uh, for us men to maybe work on, you know, becoming better, better humans? Uh, it's a big, it's a big question. I think what I will do is condense it down to a few different things. I think one of the biggest problems that we have is that men are domesticated. You know, we as men have lost our sort of wild edge. You know, many of the guys that I work with haven't been out in nature on their own in a long time. And the idea of them venturing out into nature without technology, without anybody around is terrifying for them. They're, yeah. they're, they're fucking scared. Right. <laughs> and so we've, we've domesticated ourselves as men where we are afraid to face our fears in some way, psychological fears, emotional fears. And so, so breaking that part, being able to undomesticate ourselves in in certain ways is incredibly important. Um, But I think one of the bigger pieces is that we have grown up, generations of us have grown up in a masculine culture Mm -hmm. that doesn't know how to metabolize grief and pain. So I always men say can't cry and men shouldn't feel pain. And all that's that right. Stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you, we have men that have come back from wars, whether it's World War Two or Vietnam or, you know, whatever wars the men in your country have experienced that come back from those things. And there's no real support systems or networks to help them metabolize the pain and the trauma and the grief that they've experienced. And so what do they do with it? They bottle it up, they shut it down, they suppress it, they pass it on to their kids through mm-hmm. verbal abuse or physical abuse. And there's a culture of, there's sort of a myth of, of male silence, you know, that we, that we just have to be quiet about those things. And we don't talk about them because talking about them goes against the one rule of men, which is very much like fight club, which is you don't talk about it. You don't talk about what it's like to be a man who's going through divorce or failing in his career or struggling in his finances. Because if you do, you're seen as weak. You're seen as a victim. And so men have lost the capacity to connect with one another and challenge one another to be better, right? The saying, the saying goes, iron sharpens iron. Well, mm-hmm. men sharpen men. And a lot of men are scared of one another. They're scared of being open and real and transparent and saying, here's how I'm, here's how I'm failing. Here's how I'm failing my family. And I could use some insight, feedback, support. Uh, you know, I just went through this divorce and I'm really struggling. And so, so a lot of men are crippled by their own pain. That's the, that's the thing that's getting in their way. And that's the thing that they don't want to address. And so they generally don't address it until like I did, they hit a rock bottom, right? Relationship falls apart. Until marriage falls the apart. Divorce happens until you're drinking way too much. I mean, whatever right. the, the case may be. No, no. I mean, amazing. And I mean, really, I agree with you. 
um, in everything you're saying. I think a lot of, not all coaches, but I think some coaches maybe have, you know, should address this, this in, into their teaching, to their mm. lessons. So talking about, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? Do you have some sort of a coaching group where you provide sort of like a safe space for men to talk to each other or something like that? Yeah. So we, we built a, a, an online program called the Alliance and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of men from around the world that are in that group. Um, and basically they meet up every single week. There's different teams. Uh, so we have teams of men that are about 12 to 14 guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every single month we go through a book, we have a monthly challenge that might be physical. It might be relational or financial. Mm -hmm. We bring in resources to come in and talk to the men. So we've had Navy SEALs come in, sex therapists, you know, all, all kinds of different resources. And it's a place where guys can not just sort of talk about the challenges that they have in their life, but they can be challenged by other men. One of the biggest and most important things for men to do is switch their or evolve their masculine male relationships from being competition-based to being challenge-based. So rather than you and me competing with one another, which is not a bad thing, right? Competition isn't a bad thing. We might want to compete in certain areas of our lives, but when we're competing, we're generally not being really honest and real and transparent with one another because we want to hide our own weaknesses. But if we can be in a challenge-based relationship, then I can challenge you. I can say, hey, I'm going to call you forward into the type of father, business leader, and man that you've told me that you want to be. So that's really the essence of what that group is all about. Very interesting. And I think it's so very important to bring different experts, right? And, and you know, you might, you might not be, you know, you might not have all the answers. You might not be an expert in all the things, but you're like the great connector in a way uh, yeah. to make sure that all the pieces of the puzzle um, are there. Uh, post COVID nineteen, um, you know, or almost post COVID nineteen, right? Uh, we've been through through a tough time as uh, as a country, as a world. Thousands of businesses have closed. A lot of men probably right now, and during the pandemic, face the pressures of uh, at home, right? Like, how am yeah. I going to pay my bills? How am I going to make sure that I keep my family under a safe roof? Um, what are you teaching? What are you telling people? How do people come back? Uh, stronger men, especially now post COVID-19. Yeah. I mean, one of the main things that I was talking about through the pandemic is the idea that isolation equals amplification. So when we as human beings are isolated, what we need to know is that it amplifies the pre-existing conditions that are already there. So if you're somebody that has anxiety, depression, fear, doubt, inner criticism, uh, you know, coping mechanisms like drinking or smoking weed or watching porn, uh, those mechanisms are all going to be amplified because we're social creatures where we are designed inherently to function as a community, to work together, to be in contact and relationship with one another. So one of the best things that every single man can do for himself out there is to reprioritize as almost a top priority, rebuilding and repairing and redeveloping his relationships whether they're business relationships, personal relationships, you know, I've seen a lot of a lot of men over the pandemic that have become more and more insular, more and more isolated. Mm -hmm. Fear sets in, worry sets in, how am I going to survive? How am I going to get by? And so a lot of men are in survival mode. A lot of people in general are in survival mode. But to break out of that, we need to stop seeing other people as a threat and repair our relationships. So I would say prioritize socialization, prioritize building those relationships, make that top priority, because the people out of the gates 
that are able to build and maintain relationships and that have been able to maintain relationships through this pandemic have a wild head start, a wild head start, because that connectivity is vital for our survival, for us to thrive, whether it's in our business or our community or whatever. So I would say no, just to condense that, know that isolation equals amplification. Isolation makes us impotent at men. Isolation equals amplification of our problems, right? Of our problems, fears. of our challenges, of our fears. And and that in turn makes us in some ways impotent to take action, to be powerful, to be strong and embodied and be able to have clarity and direction. And so we need to combat that isolation as men. We need to combat that health, you know, in a, in a healthy way, in a in a in a safe way, in a way that still is respectful towards your your values, your beliefs, and wherever you're at. But to prioritize that, because if you can do that, you are going to have a head start in a world where many people have that the the greatest impact that's come out of this pandemic is that people's relationships have been decimated. Mm-hmm. And so if you can, if you can be the man who's out there re, rebuilding and repairing those relationships in those communities, you're going to have a head start over people. Yeah, there's a great friend of mine who says that collaboration uh, or it's a, it's a, it's a widely known, you know, sort of saying, but it's, it's this collaboration is king, right? And mm. you gotta collaborate with other humans, with social creatures. The more we collaborate, um, the better that we're gonna because you you have a network, right, of of, of people not only to help each other in, in many things, but just business wise, right? Be like entrepreneurship is so important to depend um, on each other, right, to make sure that we have better quality products, more value, and things like that. One more question for you, Connor: uh, How can women play a role? in this, in making better men? How can spouses, mothers, daughters uh, play a supportive role as men try to reconstruct themselves? Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the biggest question I get <laughs> on, <laughs> it's a good on, question. It's on a Instagram, good. you know, on Instagram, on my social media I mean, channels. Do you go like, up to your wife and be like, hey, like I'm going through this program. I need to become a better man. Or like, how do you do it? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, what I always say is that for a lot of men, women have become the permission card holders for them to go and do the work. Yeah. They're not responsible for it. They're they're not uh, capable of pushing a man into it. They're not capable of changing a man, and nor would they want to. Right? If they were able to change a man, they they probably would lose respect for him. But to be able to say, "Hey, I'm a, I encourage you to go and check this out. I heard this podcast. I know about this book. I know about this uh, this group. Like, you know, maybe go check it out." And that in itself, to just sort of plant that seed, that that equals you as a man being valuable is going to be important because what do men want? We want to be valuable. We want to contribute value. We want to be of value. And we want to be able to know that we have value and give it to the world. So if if there are women that are out there, whether you, it's your son, whether it's your husband or your brother, just reinforce that it's valuable for a man to do this work. It's valuable for a man to... Uh, reflect to work on himself and to and to give him the space to have other men in their lives. That is so freaking important. Encourage him to go and find these types of of groups because there's tons of them. Whether it's a, a business mastermind or it's a you know personal development space or it's sports mental health space, sports exactly. Encourage him because he will be able to to uh, develop that masculine relationship and he'll be a better man because of it. And yeah, so that, that's all I would say. It's so, just so encouraging. Ladies and gentlemen, especially the ladies listening to this podcast, let men go out. Boys night. Again, doesn't have to equal <laughs> drinking, right? Until four right. in the morning. Uh, but again, just go play sports. Maybe a Sunday tennis or football, soccer, right? I mean, like 
That's what Connor Beaton is telling me on the podcast. I have permission <laughs> to go out with my friends, my male That's friends. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, the, the, the 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 woman in the in the in the room today. You know, some of my boys are looking at me like, "Oh, there there he goes." Um, I love it, man. I look, I I I I hire men, but I hire a lot of women because they are literally the best employees uh, that you could ever have. Go woman. Uh, and thank you for for the support, Connor Beaton, everybody. The VIP show, man. Thank you, brother. Um, I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for teaching uh, our listeners today. Uh, we look forward to continuing to to connect. And thank you for doing the work that you do. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot.